United States of America is the most successful nation the world has ever known. I think that's largely because we're the freest nation. Humans cannot reach their potential, cannot realize their dreams unless they're free. If prosperity were easy, everybody around the world would be prosperous. If freedom were easy, everybody around the world would be free. If security were easy, everybody around the world would be secure. They are not. None of this is going to be easy. But this is the United States of America. It takes an extraordinary effort. It takes extraordinary commitment. It takes extraordinary strength. The Valley Forge wasn't easy. Going to the moon wasn't easy. Settling the West wasn't easy. We are the American people. We have seen difficulties before and we always overcome them. This is about rolling up our sleeves. I mean, we might have some differences, but at Americans putting our head down and getting it done. Welcome to the show. My name is Wayne Dupree. I have the godfather of conservative radio, Mr. Hutch Bailey Jr. Oh, brand new week. Glad to be here. How's it going, guys? <clears throat> and I also have Mr. Jason Robinson. What's up, Jay? Hey, top of the morning, guy. Sorry, I was a little late. I was looking for an F-35. I was just kind of looking around out there. I haven't seen it yet. I missed that one. Oh, the Marines lost a jet. <laughs> Yesterday afternoon, a Marine... They were flying over South Carolina, and he ejected. That was yesterday afternoon. I want to say, like, put it on autopilot first. Yeah, and they can't find it. So, if any of our viewers are in the South Carolina area, look up. Let us know if you see a jet. If you see anything, dial one eight hundred Marine Corps. Okay, there gonna we go. it's going to get worse before it gets better with these both guys. <laughs> wow, never heard of that one before. <laughs> eject, eject, yeah, but it's still going. I haven't really seen the details either. Why they ejected and then the plane, like, wouldn't you I do that? I think they have like out? auto land yet, either, right? Yeah, it's like, it's you know, it's, it's just going to run out of gas and. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, it looped back around. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. We're um, um, broadcasting on Red Voice Media Network. Make sure that you visit them on their uh, Rumble channel. If you're watching this on our Rumble channel, please be please be awesome and hit that subscribe button. Subscribe button. Hit the like button. Hit, hit, hit the follow button. Um, and uh, click on the notification so that you know when we go live. 
a lot to talk about in a short time to do it. We have two awesome guests. Uh, uh, the next senator from Utah will be joining us in just a few seconds. Um, <laughs> Mayor Staggs. But uh, we also have Roy from the new federal state of China. A lot of stuff going on with China. Uh, a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff going on with China these days. I mean, I think I think Xi did the closest thing to a Moab bomb to Taiwan over the weekend. Yep. I, I I mean I don't look I don't seriously I don't know why it, he just don't do it now I'm not saying he should do it but what's taking so long you know I mean it's like this thing is I mean if you surround the island with all those things dude <laughs> what's next you know what I'm saying I don't know I don't know I mean that what is that 120 150 planes or whatnot or Ugh, I'll find out. But um, yeah, we're, we're um, as you uh, probably heard at the end of last weekend, um, Mitt Romney is not going to run for the the uh, for that senatorial seat uh, next year. So we have Mayor Scat Mayor Staggs, who is probably now I can see the front runner, hopefully, for that seat. What's up, Mayor? Hey, how are you? Glad to have you back here on the show. Uh, I wanted to, I wanted to quickly find out where are you right now with, um, uh, with that news that just dropped, and uh, uh, how how does that affect what you're doing now and what you're planning on doing? Well, I got to say, first and foremost, it, it wasn't really a surprise in terms of him exiting and coming to this decision to not seek reelection. I mean, I've been going around the state and half jokingly saying the reason I'm running is because Massachusetts doesn't need a third senator. Right. So right. It, it, it never was really a great fit with Mitt here in the state of Utah. He, uh, you know, he promised all sorts of things that didn't deliver on and. Uh, balanced budget, stop spending, end illegal immigration, appoint conservative justices. That wasn't his record. So as we traveled the state and talked to so many people, uh, they were just not having it. They said, hey, look, fool me once, shame on uh, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. And uh, they, they were not going to be voting for Mitt, especially after we brought out his record and reminded folks of that. I mean, he was down considerably in the polls since we announced our candidacy and we gave folks an alternative a true conservative, you know, alternative uh, to Mitt Romney. And they saw that. So I, I was the only one that came out and had the courage to take on the establishment, to take on Mitt. And uh, that I think is important. It typifies my career. I've stood up to the establishment. Mm -hmm. I suspect now with him out, we are going to see some other people that try to enter the race. Uh, but I, I believe that we are, we are definitely the only conservative there. Uh, we are the America first candidate, and we have been getting all kinds of support from people across the country. You know, we picked up uh, Mark Levin, Charlie Kirk. We've got now uh, Ambassador Rick Grinnell, who's coming and endorsed the campaign. I got Carrie Lake coming out to Utah today. We're doing a rally, an event here tonight in Utah. So uh, we, we hope that the conservatives can all coalesce around our campaign. Uh, don't be fooled by others that might enter the race now because we know we know that mitch mcconnell and mitt romney are going to be seeking their establishment candidate and try to prop him up 
All right, Mayor. Well, thanks for coming back on. Let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, let's put uh, some names to it. Uh, you you absolutely seem to have the momentum and the and the uh, people's ear right now. But talk to us about uh, Gabriel Lobo Bianco has filed paperwork already, and you've got exploratory committee by Brad Wilson, current Speaker of the House in Utah. Uh, you've got Tim Ballard of Operation Underground Railroad. Jason Chaffetz sounds like a Mitch McConnell guy. I don't know. John Curtis, can you talk about any of these people? And have they talked to you or, or do you feel any of them is a threat? I, I really don't. I mean, I've, I have talked to some of them. Yes. The only people that are officially in, I think that first name you mentioned, I don't even know who that person is. Data uh, architect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, Brad Wilson is the, uh, the speaker of the house here in the state. He's quite an establishment figure himself. He, he just announced an exploratory committee in April, uh, kind of holding out to see what Mitt was going to do. I know he's very close to Mitt Romney, and uh, they shared some of the same consultants and donor base. So um, I, I would think that that is, you know, one of the establishment candidates that they're looking at. Uh, these other folks, I, I've talked to Jason Chaffetz and others. I really don't suspect that he would run. Um, that's really not in the offing this year. And some other folks that were rumored, like our attorney general, Sean Reyes, has indicated just last week that he is not running for the Senate. He's going to seek reelection as our attorney general. So uh, there, there could be some other names that pop up. Um, but I think by and large, we are uh, we are the America first candidate and we're going to continue to build this coalition and have folks rally around us. Awesome. Hey, Mayor, th congratulations. This provides an interesting path for you to get the uh, nomination. Now, we've seen this playbook before where the establishment is going to going to, you know, going to coagulate around a candidate that won't be an America first MAGA candidate. And we talked a little bit about that. But the other thing that's going to simultaneously happen is they're going to level some sort of ridiculous charges about you. You said something that was racist. You have this skeleton in your closet, that kind of thing. So as your campaign gets going, like share with the Wayne Dupree audience, what skeletons are they going to dig up from your closet? Well, <laughs> Did you tweet or, something or, six or, years ago that's going to get you in trouble? Did you? Yeah, or or um, cemetery plots, whichever you got. Whatever, whatever you got. <laughs> I really don't want to give them any fodder. I mean, I, I really can't think of anything that, um, but I'm, I'm sure that you're right. They're, they're going to try to find, a, you know, something, a, a fight in junior high school that I got into, you know, who knows, but uh, I, I really, look, I've, I love this state. I've been here, like I said, from elementary school to graduate school. Uh, I've raised my family here. I've operated businesses. I took a company public last year listed on NASDAQ in the energy space. Energy independence is incredibly important to me. Um, and uh, I've, I've been in elected office for 10 years, you know, running my community. And I think I've got a very solid reputation and record. Uh, I claim I'm authentically Utah and I'm consistently conservative. I've, I've demonstrated that not just fiscally and cutting taxes in my community, but also you know, saying no to ESG, fighting for life, passing resolutions back in 2019 in support of human life, and then also uh, standing up to inappropriate materials in schools. So I have quite the record uh, of, of just advancing conservatism, 
putting America first. That's what we need now more than ever with being in $33 trillion in debt and all the nonsense going on in D.C. We need somebody who is almost like a Mr. Smith goes to Washington, you know, and is a right. mid, mid-sized city mayor and business background and having been here my whole life. That's who I think I am. And uh, we'll we'll take whatever shots they may try to throw. But we think at the end of the day, we're going to uh, we're going to be the person standing. You know, I briefly mentioned uh, the um, the China, um, the China situation that is uh, there's a lot of things happening with China these days. Um, a lot of the people in D.C., they really don't talk about it. As, as a matter of fact, they're stuck right now on an issue that comes around every year. It's almost you know what? It's almost like Christmas. Well, it's not Christmas, Christmas, but I mean, it's almost like a holiday. I mean, yeah, we knew that the spending uh, thing was coming up. We knew it. They knew it. God knows it. So, um, you know, they're they're, um, they're playing with the American people once again, uh, while China is, I guess, building up their ranks, but they're also infiltrating um, this country. And then I want to know what you think about both um, the China, uh, the CCP situation with our government and our media, and also uh, this 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 uh, this bullcrap distra- distraction money thing once again before uh, um, by the end of the month. What are your takes on those two things? Yeah. Well, I, I think with respect to China, it's just uh, our, our policy towards them has been disastrous from day one. Their admittance to the World Trade Organization, you know, back in the 90s, it's led to the destruction of millions, like right. quite literally millions of jobs here, uh, especially in the manufacturing sector. They play by a completely different set of rules. They steal our intellectual property. They devalue their currency. I mean, we need to be much tougher on them than we are. And President Trump did that. Right. And, and that's yeah. why I've endorsed him. I welcome him back uh, to serve another term in the presidency. Would love to be in the Senate and advancing his you know, Trump agenda 47 here because we've got to be tougher on China. We try to take steps at the state level here. I know that we passed legislation that um, gets rid of the Confucius Institutes that were so prevalent. They're starting to work their way into schools here. It's just a, a means for them to go ahead and and advance their their propaganda. Uh, we've also prohibited Chinese from buying property in the state. And I think that's important too. And other states in the country should take note of those types of efforts. Um, but we need to we need to definitely be uh, our guard has to be up with respect to China. Now, with the spending, you know, here we go again. I think Senator Lee has really articulated this well. He said, this is a joke. I mean, we keep doing this. He claimed it's the law firm of Schumer and McConnell and McCarthy <laughs> and Jeffries, that law firm of these four individuals, you know, the, the leadership on uh, in both sides that advance these omnibus bills, these continuing resolutions at the final moment. And they say, look, if you don't pass it, oh, boy, it means that there's going to be a shutdown and we're going to blame everything on you. It's not the way our government's supposed to be running. We're supposed to have separate you know, appropriations bills, I think about a dozen of them with each area uh, designated separately. And that's what should happen. And we need to get to that place. And hey, if it if it requires a shutdown of the government uh, in order to make this happen, we've, we've got to come to a place where we finally go through the proper appropriations process. Otherwise, it's just continuing to 
do more of the same, kick the can down the road. We're going to be much more than $33 trillion in debt. It's just, this is an issue that Utahns deeply care about. I mean, as a mayor, I balance my budget for the last 10 years and mm -hmm. our households do the same. We expect Washington to do it, but they claim that they're just exempt from it. And it is really, it's a, it's a big sense of motivation for me because I have a 13 year old son and 11 year old daughter. And mm -hmm. it is the height of immorality. I've said to place that level of burden on them and on right. successive generations, it's incredibly immoral and it has to stop. I agree. <clears throat> and you, uh, you said it's a joke, you know, you mentioned Mr. Smith goes to Washington, uh, Totally different government today than back then. I mean, today, and I'm sure you know this, but Congress hasn't written any legislation since the 90s. If you think about that. Not one representative in the entire Congress has taken a pen and put it to paper and came up with legislation. Their job is to sell it. Uh, I just wonder if, uh, A, if you're aware of that, and is there anything that we can do? The, the problem I have is that We've got unnamed people on K Street that are writing our legislation for us. Don't even know who they are. Don't even know if they're Americans. I mean, is this a, a something that's important to you? And is there a way to fix this? I mean, and I know you're not even in there yet, but I just wanted to ask. No, it is a problem for sure. And that's something that there needs to be a complete prohibition, I think, of any elected officials working on K Street and in the lobbying realm. There has to be a, a significant <clears throat> period of time. I mean, the, 10 years, what have you. There, there needs to be also, I think Senator Hawley has uh, put forth a proposal that would prevent members of Congress from owning individual stocks. They can own mutual funds, but not individual stocks. Um, that may be a proposal that I would, I would support as well, because we can see that there's all kinds of corruption. I mean, we've got a ruling elite that cares more about the maintenance of their power and enriching themselves than they do about the average American. And it's, it's just a, it's a shame. They're driving this country to the brink. They have driven it to the brink and we need adults that are going to come in people that care more about their country than their, than themselves to step up and actually get the job done here. And so, yeah, I think we need to take a look at that for sure and implement legislation that would that would bar people from just using the office, elected office, as a means of enriching themselves. You know, Senator Staggs, it's we just love listening to you talk because it's nice to have common sense, regular Americans that want to serve. And I, I think as as I look at your candidacy, you check the boxes. You're pro-America. You've you've done legislative work with a conservative record. But I think one of the most fascinating parts of you as a candidate is your business experience. And you mentioned your energy company that went private, because I think the more we have people in like that's how it's supposed to work. You get successful yeah. people from the nation that go serve in Congress for X number of years and come back. Can you kind of explain to our audience what that what that journey was with your energy company? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that's that's key. We, we have to have I mean, we've got a citizen government. That's the way it was intended. Our founders mm -hmm. wanted it to be that way. You go in, you serve and you finish. You know, I, I've signed and committed to a, 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 a term limit pledge as well, I, I think. And I'm imposing one on myself here in my office as mayor. I mean, I've served a term on my city council, two terms as mayor now. And it's it, it, it is not intended that people get into office and be there forever. And we need folks that have experience that have legitimate world 
um, you know, life experiences that can bring that perspective into elected office. That's what I've done in my community. And by doing that and then taking a business or entrepreneurial approach to city government, we've cut taxes, we've lowered spending, we've increased efficiencies. People actually have better service today uh, than when I took office. And, you know, we haven't had, we've actually cut our taxes. So that approach needs to be taken to DC. I think having business background, having an MBA, uh, operating several businesses, taking a, a company public, you know, and serving on the board of directors for about three year period of time and consulting with this firm. It's, it's a, you know, incredible new technology that had come about that's able to separate oil from soil and make both usable. And so uh, in addition to some midstream oil and gas assets um, that they have, you know, just traditional oil and transportation, a blending of certain different oil types to meet a specification, right. Uh, to, to keep America energy independent. I mean, they have, uh, facilities in uh, Texas and also in Louisiana. We also had this technology, this nascent technology that allows uh, all the vast oil sand resources that we have uh, to be uh, put this technology to that resource. And I, I've said, look, we've got enough. We have enough resources in just eastern Utah and western Colorado, what they call the Uinta Basin. There are billions and billions of recoverable barrels of oil there it's mm. it's it's proven that that asset that resource is there and i say if we could just uh go ahead and utilize those resources or work on them we would be energy independent not just from the middle east but you know from uh any other countries that want to do us uh, that don't have our best interest at heart Incredible. so we've got we've got the ability here we've got the technology we need to deploy it and become energy independent well, I tell you this. Um, I wish I was there uh, for your event tonight. Uh, I <laughs> I couldn't get the jet in time, um, but um, I uh, I want to remain in contact with you as as we've been doing behind the scenes because um, I really think that uh, we really think that you can get up there and at least um, show some of those people that have been uh, spoiled. Um, by the corruption, what a real, uh, what a real constitutional conservative really looks like and is uh, if you get elected to the seat. How can people uh, um, support you on social media and also your campaign? Yeah, I'm at Mayor Staggs. So uh, on Twitter, on Instagram, at Mayor Staggs. Um, at trentstags.com that's s-t-a-g-g-s trentstags.com you know i've been real humbled because wayne coming on platforms like yours and being able to talk to your incredible audience i think the last time i was on i i claimed i had donations from 48 out of 50 states and uh, the last two i think it was maine and vermont and some one of your viewers indicated hey i'm from maine i'm going to go ahead and send you a donation <laughs> and they did that and so i'm happy to say we have received donations you know small dollar but but donations from patriots from uh, america first conservatives across all 50 states and that's that's incredibly humbling i mean it shows it shows how important it is not just for utah for the entire country that we put a true conservative a constitutional conservative in the senate uh, to help advance you know what what we need and return back to uh, the the type of government that our founders had envisioned and really what is going to make us prosperous again 
Well, I tell you this, uh, we enjoy having you on and we look forward to bringing you back on so we can find out how the campaign is going. Is that okay? Absolutely. Anytime. Good. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, Mayor Trent Staggs running for Congress. Uh, I basically feel like he's the front runner right now, but don't rest on your laurels. Keep on supporting him and keep on sharing his message. Thank you, Mayor. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Mayor. Mayor Staggs, I hope, I mean, seriously, I hope he gets in. Um, but, uh, you know, like I said, a lot of stuff that's happened over the weekend. Um, <laughs> I don't even know. I don't, I, I don't even know. I, I mean, I wish I was with Lauren Boebert. Um, <laughs> well, you don't have to go to a movie. I wish I was with Lauren Boebert. <laughs> You know, I mean, hey, it. if if y'all can defend that stuff, I wish right. I was with her. <laughs> I, I mean, wish y'all just be beside her. Talk about woke. I mean, the guy has owns, owns a gay bar. Huh? The guy owns a gay bar. He's a Democrat man. that owns a gay bar. <laughs> it's and he deep. and 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 he was doing that. I mean, I'm just saying, I don't, you know. Oh man, he switch header. He must be with the American League then. Um <laughs> I think the most amazing thing, though, is how is it within, like, 24 hours? Like, we can't get video of a plane hitting the Pentagon. We can't get video of Epstein's cell. We can't get video of the cocaine in the White House. But we get a zoomed-in shot of Lauren Boebert in a dark theater. 1024, boy. I mean, HD. Dang. Right. Dang. That, that, that was... Using bad. night vision. But you know what, though? You know what, though? Um, a lot of people jumped on... Um, I guess a couple of weeks ago was uh, Colonel Manus, and Colonel Manus said that he was there. He was there, and a the plane did hit the Pentagon. As a matter of fact, he 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 did recover, well, not recovery of the plane or anything, but he was there. So I mean, I've seen a lot of people go after him. You know, yeah, no, Colonel Manus, he says it hit. Yeah, I, I mean, the video something hit. S- something did hit. I don't know whether it was a missile or something. Something hit. Maybe it'll be an F-35 in a couple days. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I, I, you know, I, I kind of saw him kind of taking in fire. (laughs) Um, Leave it alone, man. I mean, you might have been there, but leave it alone. I mean, I, I saw the video. I, well, I saw the only video that I was able to see. And uh, I, I still have issues with <laughs> everything burning up. <laughs> I mean, you went nothing left. Nothing was left. Not, I mean, luggage, nothing. Nothing was left. The rudders, no, nothing was left. When, and then you got to ask the secondary question. What happened? What'd they do to those people? Yeah. Because they're, I mean, yeah. they're dead. Because they're dead. Same thing. Same thing with the... Um, same thing with the FBI building in New York. It's so funny because, well, it, it's not funny, but with plane one hit tire, right? First plane hit tire one or tire two. Second plane hit tire one, whatever. Okay. Those two came down. No talk about any plane or anything hitting that FBI building, but still it came down. Just crazy. And in Somerset, they're talking about people seeing missile trails going up to the Flight 93. 
for that uh now yeah but and 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 even with that one where was the where was the debris there was a like there was a burnt spot or <laughs> somewhere in the middle of the field it's like god dog man that thing must have been going at 400 500 miles an hour or something like that for <laughs> it to disintegrate everything I'll tell you what, there was a there was a crash out here. I think it was TWA flight 427. I don't remember exactly, but it was a it was a big loss. A big big jetliner crashed around here. And I knew some guys that were on the search committee, the search group afterwards, going around and you know, getting bodies and whatnot. He said there was stuff everywhere, man. There was stuff up in the trees, there was legs legs hanging out over here. There, there's no way that stuff doesn't just go away. No, there's a seat over there. Oh, there's the restroom right there. Exactly. Exactly. I, I just mean, wish the government didn't lie to us about everything, even yeah. stupid stuff. They don't need to lie to you about so that when the government told us something, you could actually believe it because that, that's where the, you know, conspiracy theory was the last time that happened that they told you the truth. Never. Yeah. Literally. Literally. Never. I think when Babe Ruth hit his final home run. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, it's been lying so bad, man. I mean, it's, it's not necessary. I mean, well, and they don't have to. They, they really don't have to. If they didn't have ulterior motives, they didn't have to. But right, they right. Got, we don't even know what they're thinking about. Right. Right. It's and, not and, bad. And they're doing it under the umbrella of, well, we're trying to protect America. Yeah. No, right. well, you know, you know I'll tell you where you put it at. You put it at the feet of the bushes. That's where it yep. goes. Look what they're still doing in Texas to this guy, Paxton. Oh, my God. How about Paxton winning this weekend? That was he good. He won, but the FBI still got an eight-year-old case on him. Right. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. After he got acquitted, he's like, I'm coming. Get ready, boys. I hope he does. Man. I hope I, he does. I, I hope the bushes get, get out of Texas and go back to Maine, like he said. <laughs> Does he get his um, job back? Yeah, he got oh, reinstated. Yeah. And like I say, he hit the ground running that night. He gave a press conference, and he's like, "Buckle up." He's law and order, man. That guy. Yeah, they hate him. They hate him down there. The bushies. That's why. That's why I was. I mean, I had a, a glimmer of hope during the twenty twenty election when he brought that lawsuit. Uh, yeah. uh, uh That he had that Texas had standing for what. I mean, and and the way he laid it out, and the way that he put it out, in a regular world, yeah, they have standing. It it. it I mean, the result hurts Texas. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The, the result hurts the e-commerce yeah. of Texas and the and, like and the, the border. Deal. Yeah, I mean, the, the border by, by itself, and uh, the Supreme Court was like, nope, nope. That I was like. God, man. when now I, I have to admit when that happened, because of all the other cases, which I was mad about, I was mad at all the other cases. But with that one, when that one got turned back, I was like, well, it's done then. And it's done. It's over. I think the two the two biggest surprises probably of my political life happened during this. One was how corrupt the judges are. Right. The federal that blew me away between that and the generals. It's like I, I got a different outlook on everything now. Yeah, yeah. Republicans well, then they get behind you too. Oh yeah. Uh, though, though, I mean, and I for anybody that thought 
that it was just the Democratic judges that were out there that were turning back Trump stuff. It was Republican judges, too. Probably Republican part of the establishment type. That well, what, um, what happens, they do the same thing to them that they do to politicians. The intelligence community stakes out in front of their house for five years and surveils them yeah. and finds something on them, and then they own them. Yeah. Right. Doesn't matter what party they're from. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And the complacency of the media. I mean, with what Millie oh. did, that should have been nonstop headlines for 90 days. He should have been locked up for that. He, right. He should have been, been locked up and they should have made him a private E1. Uh, exactly. They, they should have bust him down. They should Lost have all paid benefits and every everything. damn thing. Yep. You don't, you don't contact the enemy of the United States of America and let them know, I'll let you know if I hear anything. He single-handedly destroyed the U.S. militaries in my mind. And, and how was that not the leading headline for a week or two? And how does every American not know that happened? It's Think of that. Like our audience does. But if you just talk to people at the grocery store, they have no idea that happened. And it's that's treason. And the worst part about it, guaranteed, there are five or six or 10 or 50 senior generals that are behind him 100%. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's corrupt. It's cancered. We're we're getting ready to take a uh, we're going to take a quick right. break, and when we come back, we're going to have Roy Guo uh, from the new federal state of China. We got some questions we're going to ask him um, here on the Wayne Dupree um, show, along with the Godfather and the the youngin over there from minute from Muslim Soda. Uh, don't go anywhere. Let's see. Wait a minute. Hold on. Seriously. Attention Americans, breaking news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled. It won't benefit you. Take action now. The Federal Reserve phase deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. Be prepared. This may catch many off guard. Your hard-earned assets are in jeopardy. But there's a simple legal tax loophole to opt out of the digital dollar. Reach out to American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide and discover how to safeguard your wealth with gold and silver IRAs against a failing dollar and volatile markets. Visit protectfrombiden.com. This invaluable guide provides precise steps to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals without any tax consequences. Be smart. Don't let Biden force you into using the government's new digital dollar. Visit protectfrombiden.com to get your free guide and get started. Again, that's protectfrombiden.com. When I invented MyPillow, my passion was to help each and every one of you. And 20 years later, all of your support is what keeps us going. Because of you, we've been able to create thousands of USA jobs and help millions get the best sleep ever. To thank you, my employees and I are bringing you a limited edition MyPillow. The Giza Elegance MyPillow is made with my patented adjustable fill, the most amazing cotton, and a two-inch pipe cusset. It has four custom loft levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get your limited edition 20th anniversary MyPillow queen size. Retails for $69.98, now only $19.98. That's right, get a queen size MyPillow for only $19.98. From all of us here at MyPillow, Thanks, America! 
Lauren called me. Um, welcome back. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Wayne Dupree, Hutch Bailey Jr., and Mr. J. Rob from Muslim Soda. We are uh, we are interviewing our awesome young brother from the new federal state of China, Mr. Roy. Whoa, what's up, Roy? Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be back. I saw the shirt. Stand up, bro. Stand up. Stand up. <laughs> 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 right. Nice shirt, man. Nice shirt. Yeah, yeah. Okay. A little yeah. break from the line. The hydroxychloroquine. This is the antidote collection I talked about. And like <laughs> G Fashion, G Fashion is the very first on planet to print hydroxychloroquine chemical compounds formula onto their clothes so stand up again for our, uh, our people <laughs> i love these guys there we go Hydro- yeah hydroxychloroquine on the t-shirt you can find that at g fashion people you can go um uh men and women shirt yeah but i i don't think uh they have the same exact exactly um same uh thing anymore okay. Okay. But yeah, this is for remember. We also have I- ivermectin and artemisinin. <laughs> uh, so uh, all these, and also the, the compounds, the formulas on the shirt and nice. the hoodies. So <laughs> nice, nice. Yo, listen. Um, a lot of a lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff in uh, from the CCP happening. Um, one major thing that I wanted to talk to you about that I think that our audience, especially our harder our middle-class, hard-working American um, citizens need to know about is their 401ks. And the reason why I say the 401ks is because of the real estate situation that is happening over in China. How, I mean, now, I know we've um, talked about it over the last couple of weeks. Where is that now with the real estate situation? Because, again, Americans don't know. Uh, you know, your boy could... Calling his chit, and you know it's going to leave a whole lot of people in trouble. So where are we at, at right now? Yeah, it's it's getting worse and worse, uh, guys. Uh, I mean, uh, yesterday I just saw like the Hang Seng uh, index, uh, which is Hong Kong Hong Kong share market, uh, just dropped another, I think, almost two percent. Although mm-hmm. it's it's fake. Like the CCP has been faking it from the beginning. So faking it uh, could be worse. Yeah, it's it's getting worse and worse, and I think Miles once said, "Finally, it's gonna be closed, because everything's fake. They fake the digits. It's controlled by algorithms and computers, and um, it doesn't reflect how well it is. But like to some extent, it still shows that like the economy is really bad. And we talked about this. Like we've been saying that uh, Xi Jinping would purposefully, you know, just uh, you know confiscate the investment and." Just rush out the investors and seize the money uh, to use it against the United States. Uh, the CCP has been stealing all the IPs, uh, technologies from uh, the United States. And now uh, we saw a good trend is uh, the US and Europe is placing sanctions uh, on the CCP. We saw like the CCP is running out of chips. Uh, and we saw not, not other news like TikTok's been banned for 300, over $300 uh, million. Um, and uh, like Miles already said this uh, a year ago, that all these uh, tech companies listed on the U.S. market list, uh, listed, uh, they're gonna be they're gonna be banned. They're gonna be taken off uh, the uh, you know stock market. 
because they all work for the PLA and the CCP, and they are all tools can be weaponized by the CCP when the tension rise. So that's the situation right now. Okay, Roy, Roy, you've been warning us for uh, for months, actually, your crew, about the uh, <clears throat> disintegration of the CCP government, of Xi Jinping's government. And now I'm starting to see Western authors writing about this as well, that it's starting to really build up. And when you have a situation like, well, the chips, I mean, the chips are made in Taiwan. You know, you have a situation like that, uh, and you've got Xi's... Uh, economy and government at risk, uh, that's when people become, when tyrannical communist leaders become the most dangerous is when they get backed in the corner. And, and I wonder if you see any correlation between that and the recent meeting uh, between Kim Jong-un of North Korea and Putin and a new axis kind of brewing. Uh, do you think that that'll have anything to do with the conquest of Taiwan? Is, is this uh a bigger picture item. Yeah, definitely. We're seeing we're seeing a trend, and I think it's it's a great comfort, first of all, for the whistleblowers inside China um, to to for us to see like uh, the the West is being notified and using the same term. Also, like some congressmen I saw on Twitter, like they're using the exact same term as we used when we right. exposed it. Uh, calling them the new axis of evil and new axis of uh, tyrannies, uh, which is good. I think that's the biggest biggest reason why we're exposing this to uh, ring the alarm for the whole world and for the um, for the legislators, for the uh, people who's uh, you know not having the knowledge, not having the intelligence and information uh, to be notified and to be alarmed. Uh, to be warned and uh it's it's a it's a good thing to have people to really realize but still like i said ccp is orchestrating everything we saw like at the front uh putin is meeting uh with kim jong-un and uh, right off the bat kim jong-un uh, after he uh, arrived at russia soil and he just uh, went to the rocket launch site and we saw videos coming out, like the Russians are introducing the, the, the missiles and the rockets to Kim Jong-un. And now we're seeing like also uh, Venezuela uh, is meeting uh, high-ranking CCP officials. And they're saying like they have all-weather, some strategic, uh, you know, a collaboration or something. That, which means uh, basically they're just working together, collaborating together. And this Venezuela is going to join uh, the, the evil axis as well. And we've been warning about like Syria, Iran, all those countries can, could join. And uh, it, there could be a proliferation of uh, nuclear uh, weapons and also the uh, biological weapons, most importantly, because DCP is also supporting all these countries. It's already started uh, to build uh, P3 labs and, uh, you know, giving the um, technology to those dictators, uh, dictators uh, which is extremely dangerous because they feel it's a, so such an effective and cheap way to deter the um, rivals and also to control their own people. Uh, we're seeing this in the West as well. It, like, you know, see the people at the party of the Davos, they they admire what she did uh, for the two-year uh, zero COVID policies. And uh, the reason why it's so important, so dangerous for Taiwan is that like when the we talk about the West, the, uh, the economy is, is collapsing, probably going to be bursted because we're tr triggered by the, uh, bur the uh, bursting of, uh, you know, Chinese economy, the uh, shadow banking, 43% and 35% uh, of the uh, real estate uh, sector. Um, 
and that's uh, that's one one side. And the other side, like the U.S. is sanctioning uh, the CCP on chips, on technology, TikTok, Zoom, T- Tencent, Huawei, like all these uh, companies going to be banned. Miles mentioned it a, a, a year ago. And uh, and also, like internally, she is purging all the high <laughs> officials, higher ranking officials. We talked about Qing Gang a couple months ago, and now uh, Li Shangfu is got, got uh, disappeared. And basically, like we have intelligence confirming that she arrested him as well. So uh, this, like, we're seeing this time. This timing is coming closer and closer uh, to us. We don't know exactly when. Probably the end of this year. Uh, probably sooner. Probably later. Like uh, definitely before election year, she's gonna make the attempt. You know, it's interesting you say that because. That's where I kind of landed on looking at the China situation. This has been going on for decades, but it feels like they're going to pull the pin prior to the next election, because I think there's concern on their end. If we get an America first president and America first house and Senate, that they'll actually take actions to stop. But but one escalation I saw that you guys were the first one to break. China was sending jets around Taiwan yesterday, like 103 jets. Have you heard anything more on that? Yes, that's that's a historical high. Yeah, um, and yeah, it is. Uh, it, it's happening. Like also, I think a couple of days ago, they sent uh, 20 or 30 or something. Like they've been been doing this all the time, and uh, just to uh, flex their muscles and also to deter uh, the um, Taiwan military and whatever. Um, so this is this is one part we were talking about. We're warning about this is the where the tension is rising, and we see a clear intent that she is gonna make a move on Taiwan. It's gonna attack Taiwan um, very soon, and also he's mobilizing the troops. So we talk about the acting evil. They're integrating all these, uh, you know, uh, resources. Right, uh, Kim Jong Un plans to send half a million soldiers to the Ukraine uh, war to support uh, Russia. Uh, where you see like the Xi Jinping is betting on the fact that the U.S. cannot fight two wars at the same time. So that's that's the true, uh, especially with what we got right now. I mean, basically what we have right now is them's, those, and and these. I mean, and F thirty fives and missing F thirty fives. Yeah, uh, but uh, if that's what if that's his thinking, because when I heard this, I was like. You know, you can play with the devil as much as you want, but sooner or later you're gonna get burnt. And uh, this, this, uh, this, this surrounding Taiwan or doing their thing with Taiwan, all you need is one little mistake, one little mistake to escalate and just knock everything off the the axis. Do you think that you said that? Uh, uh, that um, she was going to send some troops to Ukraine, uh, possibly send some troops to help Russia. Uh, do you think North Korea, do you think um, Kim Jong-un would probably help uh, Xi with Taiwan? Yeah, well, look, uh, Kim, Kim Jong-un, first of all, he plans to send half a million uh, soldiers to uh, Russia and to support and uh, you know, you see, like uh, like I said, this is this is a whole picture, right? Like there, you have a war in Ukraine, and also there's a there's a prospective assault on Taiwan, uh, on like uh, Taiwan Taiwan Strait. Um, the, the tension is there, so there are two hotspots. 
but like Kim Jong Un is planted, he's already there's a twenty thousand. I think it's called, they call it the support units, a military logistic support units. Uh, it's this going to be very soon. But if you look at the CCP, CCP is really already decided to send people, and they've already sent people to uh, Russia. Uh, I think um, on March first. This is also the very first like on the planet. Like Miles was uh, said this exposed this on live stream. On March first, he said, like for the past 24 hours, this this is already been made that they uh, will send or they were already had already sent uh, those soldiers across the border and to support them. And then you saw all of a sudden the Russian missile before the Russian missiles doesn't they really don't hit the target like in Ukraine, right? They're really lousy. They're really like uh, they're not they're not good enough. They're not accurate. But after that date, you can you can go verify yourself. Like they've been very accurate, like right on spot, right on the target, because the CCP soldiers been uh, like maneuvering, like uh, controlling those uh, military equipments and the rockets. It's no longer the Russian uh, force. But, and, and Miles called it as another failure for the Western intelligence agency or communities, just like the spy balloon cases. Wow. Um, they, they didn't realize how dire it is. So basically what we have, we're in a world war right now. Maybe. Yes, and I think that the United States has a domestic war happening right now. Like, you look at the fentanyl situation. Like, it kills, like, 300 people per day, 300 American people per day. And uh, we look at if we look at the 1,000 border, the crisis, and look at the, uh, uh, the upcoming virus and uh, vaccine mandates. Um, so it, I think, yes, the, the, the war has already started, I think, as early as 2020. Um, Xi Jinping declared war on everyone in every country by releasing the virus and using the vaccine to push the, um, you know, the devil's um, agenda. And that's what it is. I mean, you know, it, it, we, we can laugh about it, but this uh, this woke situation, this war on our culture is much more damaging than people give it credit for. And I think that that's one of the one of the biggest things I learned from your organization uh, is the the plan. I think it was the nine twelve project. I can't remember, but it it uh, when I heard that the CCP was behind the racial division of the George Floyd case, yeah, that's an act of war right there. That 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 right there did so much damage to this nation, set us back fifty years in race relations when it didn't have to. Uh, that that's something I'd like to learn more about. But uh, you know, there's there's other hot spots in this world as well that are, that are getting ready to boil over at the same time. And one of them is in Niger in Africa. And I wonder, is the CCP involved there at all? Because I can, I mean, that would be a place that would be ripe for the Belt and Road project. Yeah. It's interesting. You mentioned about Africa and Belt and Road. I think that's, that's also one of the uh, focuses CCP had. And remember CCP used to say after world war saying like they, they, they have this non-alliance uh, policy. Uh, non-alignment policy. I think uh, they they would not align with any country to form, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, cooperation in terms of military and anything. And actually, this like after we expose this new axis evil, this is the signal uh, that CCP is sending out that they, they will bro- break it. They'll break this non-align uh, non-alignment policy uh, since like 1950s with all the African countries and at UN, they say they would never uh, f- form this to oppose the so-called like uh, the w- Western uh, he- hegemony. Um, 
that's one thing. But also, yes, they have many um, cooperations with many countries in Europe, also Middle East, also, uh, also um, Africa, uh, through this Belt and Road Initiative. Although we say lots of them, they're just a phase project, right? <laughs> to uh, It seems like it's really uh, grand and really uh, uh, fancy, but actually it's not, uh, it's not the case. Lots of them are just rotten tail projects, we call it. It's, it's unfinished. But another another like uh, aspect is like lots of ccp officials just uh, uh, taking bribers and also the leaders also the dictators in a certain countries uh, like in this uh, project they're just taking money and bribe. bribers it's not about <laughs> infrastructure but uh, not, but the from the bigger perspective from a grander perspective like what ccp is strategy here ccp is trying to destroy and control all the infrastructure along the belt and road initiative like countries right uh, they're trying to um, trap them with uh, with debts, and when when their economy collapses, when they cannot pay back their debts, they say, "Okay, give give me back, give me this uh, port, give me this oil drill, or give me all the infrastructure you you control," and then they basically control the the whole country. So that's that's the strategy right there. But uh, I, I don't think it's uh, being successful. But we can see definitely the evil intent and the the long term strategy CCP is being carrying out. You know, speaking about the long-term strategies, and and I saw on, on one of your guys' channels, you were talking about the financial war being ready to be waged against the United States or ready to kind of come to a head. And it was interesting because they were talking a lot about all the whistleblowers that have been killed. And it, it kind of hit home with me where you think about something like Bernie Madoff. I watched the Netflix documentary about him, how he cooked all the books. He just made up fake financial documents and then sent them out to people and everybody thought they had a bunch of money. And that really appears to be what the CCP is doing, where they just create their own financial documents. They say, hey, here's here's what what it is. And the fact that they're starting to people are starting to disappear, who are the whistleblowers who are talking about some of that. I think it really lends to that feeling that something's going to happen sooner rather than later with the financial thing. But am I misreading that or is this are they getting more aggressive shutting people up who are talking about like, hey, these guys are cooking the books? Yeah, definitely. Like if you look at Wang Jian, like I think the key, uh, the um, the timeline, if you look at the timeline of the whistleblower movement in New Fighters of China, like Miles exposed how Wang Jian was not, um, like he, he didn't commit suicide. He was killed right. in France because Wang Jian was the biggest white gloves of HNA. HNA group is essentially controlled by the former vice president, Wang Qishan, and it suddenly became a trillion-dollar business from, uh, I think, only worth $100 billion, like before Wang Qishan took over and started to develop it and start to orchestrate it. But it, it became it, like... It, we, we did the calculation. I think it's like $100 million per day. It, earned, like, it has to earn $100 million per day to reach that size. But right. it became the, one of the biggest... A financial group and a company uh, in China in a very short period of time, three or four years. Um, and then Wang Jian was killed. And then uh, Miles, I think uh, he he sent us, he dispatched a, a small team, security team, and investigation team there. And then he oh. gathered uh, he gathered evidence like why he was not it was not a, like a suicide. And then he showed the evidence. He opened up a, a conference, I think, or a, a press release a conference, uh, and then showed the world. That how uh, Wang Jian was killed, but but the analogy here is that like, Wang Jian is just one incident. He's just one white gloves. How many white gloves are there? Like if, if you look at all the companies, uh, like true. Tencent, like Jack Ma, Pony Ma, if like a Zoom, 
Huawei, if you look at those companies, like every company has many um, white gloves working for the kleptocrats and waiting <laughs> to be like killed essentially because because they knew too much. It's not because like they don't have trust of uh, or they don't they're opposing them essentially. It's only because they knew too much. Probably it's it's a big big enough reason to kill them. So that's what's been happening all the time. Because that, that's also why all the resources, all these companies, of course, they cook the book. Of course, they fake all the financial records. And the, and the, I think they have, uh, one time we have a whistleblower uh, come out and did a show in, in Chinese. He, he said, like, uh, because he, he, he's been working with one of the uh, white gloves uh, called uh, Xiao Jianhua. Mm. Uh, and he he said like in almost in every uh, company there are three different records uh, documents to show to different people like one is for the uh, for the Americans one is for the CCP officials one is the real one uh, and also I think one is for the public for for the investors uh, right so uh, yes they, they they faked everything and if you if you really have a strict uh, investigation in all the Chinese companies. Uh, which, by the way, worth like what, a trillion dollars listed on the stock market. Um, the, none of them gonna pass because all of them fake their their number. Before before I let you go, I saw something yesterday uh, from from the Select Committee on the CCP. Um, I guess Congress is trying to tackle. Um, I don't know whether it's for show or not. I I mean I. The jury is still out. Maybe, maybe next time when we talk to you, maybe you can let us know what you think about this select committee on the CCP. But they did report yesterday that uh, the Chinese Communist Party has ordered BlackRock <laughs> executives in China to take classes in G Thought while dedicating around a third of working time to studying the communist ruler. Attendance is mandatory. I was like, when I saw that, I was like, our BlackRock? <laughs> the BlackRock for the United States mm-hmm. is being told that they have to go through G studies? Yeah. Really? That's a... Really? Well, I think, I, 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 <laughs> yeah, this is it's really funny and hilarious. And also, you know, because I, I think Miles once said that when he met with, I think it was a couple of years ago, when he met with those uh, executives um, in Goldman Sachs and Microsoft, you know, and, uh, you know, also BlackRock, Blackstone. And uh, they, they've been talking about like a experience meeting with Xi, those executives. And uh, when, when meeting with Xi, those executives would, would really like bowing to Xi and saying like, oh, you're... Xi Da Da, which means like Father Xi. This is this is the figure. This is the image Xi wants to impose on like Chinese people, calling him Xi Da, calling him Father, right? And and Miles asked them like, do you know what what it means to call them Xi Da Da? They say, oh, yeah, we know it's Father Xi, Xi, Xi Father. We we understand that. So that's the level like how much they're willing to co-tone. Those are executives. Those are executives from from uh, Blackstone and BlackRock and, and Goldman Sachs and Vanguard, and those elites would be gladly to just koto to to she but this incident this news like i think uh, mike gallinger and also um i saw another video um josh hockey was uh, calling out on microsoft to decouple with them i think they're doing a fantastic job and also another part is that like they changed the name you see the select committee on china to select committee on cp which means they understand CCP does not represent Chinese people, but like I think this is an incident where she understands she wants to flex flex his muscle, 
and show the West and show the world, show uh, the community and the, and the Congress and the government that who's in charge, who's the boss, right? It yeah. makes him, it's it just showing that, look, I can let them cultivate to me that they have to spend one third of their work time to study my she thought. That's crazy. Uh, Marxist ideology. So uh, how ironic is that? But that's a, a signal sent by Xi. It's a political signal, I think, sent by Xi that uh, to show him like how much control he has. Just like how he can easily just disappear high-ranking officials like Li Shangfeng, like he disappeared his uh, uh, defense minister. We uh, just confirmed that uh, two days ago that he arrested his uh, defense minister. And also on September 15th, he, he sent like thousands of troops and almost a thousand trucks and he arrests all like 200 over 200 associates in uh, the rocket force jesus well so look, that's we that's what's let, going on look we gotta let you go uh but uh again we th- want to thank you for the information and um uh, for the studies that you also educate our audience with how can people support the new federalization i mean the new federal state of china uh, please follow us at NFSC Speak on Getter and Twitter, and also go, go to nfscofficial.com. We have uh, articles, clips, and translated uh, clips with subtitles. Please uh, go there. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, Wayne Dupree, J Rob, Godfather Conservative Radio, Hutch Bailey Jr., and Roy Guo from the New Federal State of China. We will be right back. Attention Americans, breaking news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled. It won't benefit you. Take action now. The Federal Reserve phase deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. Be prepared. This may catch many off guard. Your hard-earned assets are in jeopardy. But there's a simple legal tax loophole to opt out of the digital dollar. Reach out to American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide and discover how to safeguard your wealth with gold and silver IRAs against a failing dollar and volatile markets. Visit protectfrombiden.com. This invaluable guide provides precise steps to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals without any tax consequences. Be smart. Don't let Biden force you into using the government's new digital dollar. Visit protectfrombiden.com to get your free guide and get started. Again, that's protectfrombiden.com. When I invented my pillow, my passion was to help each and every one of you. And 20 years later, all of your support is what keeps us going. Because of you, we've been able to create thousands of USA jobs and help millions get the best sleep ever. To thank you, my employees and I are bringing you a limited edition my pillow. The Giza Elegance My Pillow is made with my patented adjustable fill, the most amazing cotton, and a two-inch pipe gusset. It has four custom loft levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get your limited edition 20th anniversary MyPillow queen size. Retails for $69.98, now only $19.98. That's right, get a queen size MyPillow for only $19.98. From all of us here at MyPillow, thanks Call me Lauren. <laughs> you see 
see that dress? <laughs> <laughs> Or or you see the dress you want to wear it. Okay, so um Wayne's looking woo. for ex-wife number three. Let's go. Jesus. What a hit job. She is that. Um sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. Listen, I'm a man. I mean, you know, I saw it. I mean, it's a it's Beetlejuice. I mean, what do you expect? Beetlejuice. I was gonna say I never thought watching the wasn't it a musical rendition of Beetlejuice? Yeah. Like that's what gets you frisky. Eh, whatever. Yeah. Was Lori Lightfoot in that version? Uh, she might be top nine, top. Heavy I'll tell point. you what they they got a problem over there. I don't know if you guys noticed, but uh, Illinois just got rid of cash bail. Yep. Crime is not crime is now legal in Chicago. It's getting rid of. There's getting ready to be a body count in Illinois. Did I'd you get see the hell two? out of there if I was you, man. I wouldn't even stay there. No bail. Did you see, too, that the new mayor wants to basically socialize grocery stores? He wants city-owned grocery stores? Yeah. It's going to be your full well, communist utopia. Who else? Who I mean, but it's not just Chicago. There was They were trying to do that no-cash bail in some other states, weren't they? Oh, yeah. It's, it's a Soros thing, but... But I don't think anybody did it until now. Nobody's dumb enough to do it. You know, that that's something that, I mean, no cash bail is fine if you have Maryland. a civil society, but you don't. Maryland. Uh, that whole state. St. Mary's County and Montgomery County have shifted away from the use of money bail for yeah, non-violent county. offenders. Now, you said, um, uh, so is it, no cash for everything That's in Chicago. I mean, in, in Illinois for everything. That's the way I understand it. Okay. Let me fact check us. Yeah. I mean. If a judge decides a defendant does not pose a public safety or flight risk, they will be released without being required to post any money. For that Maryland or Illinois? That's Illinois. So maybe it's not for violent offenses, but yeah. I mean the big the biggest thing that that does is it puts witnesses at risk. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. Based on based on the history of this country, yeah, it does. Uh, <laughs> well, we had thirteen witnesses. We we only got one, and we can't and we can't we can't connect with him. Right. Uh, okay. So, well, I'm surprised they haven't done it in New York. Especially with all those scooters and stuff that's happening up there, um, it, it, it's you know it's it's, it's so much. Uh, Trump Trump had another uh, interview again. Emmett, yeah, with Emmett. Valerie Jarrett's uh, daughter's best friend. Is that right. what it is? Yeah, I'm. I mean, uh, some Explain people don't like Valerie it. Jarrett is Hutch. No, she no, was no, the no. bright. She no, was no, the no, bright. No, no, no. We don't need to. I mean, she she's. She used to live in the White House with Barack Obama. She's the president right now. Yeah. Well, she left, didn't she? She's still in D.C. Barack Obama's and and lives with the Obamas. At least she did. I mean, this is the first president that stayed in Washington, D.C. It's been traditional for them to leave. And Obama never left. He bought a house there. I thought he was in Chicago. He's in D.C. When he's not in the Hamptons or whatever. He's got a lot of houses. Man. That's true. 
Oh no! Wait, whoa, whoa! He bought a house in Hawaii too. Yep. Yeah. He also he also lives in Hawaii. It, uh, <laughs> yeah. He's he's. I mean, hey, I president is, is lucrative if they haven't targeted. Uh, if they haven't targeted. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, seriously, I really don't want to talk about the goddamn spinning thing. I really don't, because it's the same thing over and over again. But the issue I, I probably will have, and I think I will contact him to find out what, what the hell is going on, is Byron Donald. He's yeah. the one that came up with the plan. He sold it to the moderates. Yeah. And um, it seems like everybody's going after him, right? Him and Chip Roy uh, right now. Uh, and Chip and Chip is the one that gets on the floor all the time and slams the spending in, spending in the country and spending the Congress and everything. So I'm surprised to hear Chip's name up there for a continuing resolution. Uh, but I don't think the problem is that. I think the problem is um, they don't work enough to get things done. Especially since they don't they don't write legislation so they only have two jobs. The right. budget and the hearings. What else do they do? And the hearings really don't do anything. No. And, they and meet they with lobbyists, they meet with donors, they go raise money. Well, and just to kind of expand on that, because we had Representative Donalds on last week. So didn't he say he wasn't gonna <clears throat> yes? That's and so he agreed to uh from his committee, I can't remember which committee he's on, to a continuing resolution with a couple adjustments to it, which basically means the spending that Pelosi House put in place continues. <laughs> With a couple adjustments, but I gotta say, I gotta give a shout out to I think one of our show's spirit animals, Matt Gates. It is criminal, he's not been on the show. Matt Gates ain't having it. He even called out Byron Donalds, who he had nominated for Speaker of the House. He's like, This is a hard no for me, dog. He's calling, he's specifically calling out on social media that if Kevin McCarthy doesn't follow through on the commitments he made to become speaker, which are single subject spending bills, voting on term limits, balanced budget amendment, things like that. He's going to introduce a motion to vacate. And everybody's just got to watch. October 1st, the government's going to be shut down. I don't see us, and I hope it does, personally. Ain't going to shut down. Never has. I mean, if it does, it'll be for a week or two, and everybody will get paid again. Yeah, we've got shut down before. Yeah, yeah. It'll be a continuing resolution again until the end of December. And then it goes to February. You know, the, the, the thing about that deal that I didn't understand, the, the Byron's deal, mm-hmm. is uh, two groups of conservative and moderate GOP lawmakers, respectively, wrote the bill that would keep the government funded at 2023, reduced by... which would authorize $1.59 trillion. Now listen to this part of spending until October 31st of this year. I mean, do they mean this fiscal year? They talking about one month. We spend one and a half trillion. That's crazy. I mean, I I don't know how to read that. I mean, that's crazy. I believe the spending bill goes for like a year or something. It's because the total federal spending, I think, is six trillion. So, and that's one of twelve spending. Well, there's bills. two. There's two years. There's a calendar year and there's a fiscal year. Right. The fiscal year goes from October to September. 
Yeah. Right. So if they're talking fiscal year, that would be the entire budget year. But right. why would you make a CR for the whole year and it's only 1.5 trillion and it was six before? Where I don't know. I'm confused. Yeah. I'm Explain confused. that, um, Jason. Uh, <laughs> so these <laughs> there's 12 <laughs> spending bills that need to get approved. And each one is for certain categories of spending agencies, agencies. Yeah. And, and for Byron's, I believe they're talking for a 12 month bill. I think the Congress is trying to kick the can through the next election. Um, If you look on the last round, the debt ceiling limit, they removed the debt ceiling until right after the election. It is one year. The title of the bill Continuing Appropriations and Border Security Enhancement Act for 2024. Right. Yeah, they're trying to kick everything till after the yeah. election. And they I don't mean, want to do that. And no. here's the thing, too. Folks no. can go fact check us. When they did the debt ceiling, they removed the debt ceiling limit in the last thing with McCarthy. And on this show, we're like, this is horrible. There were projections that by the time the election comes around, that the debt was going to be, you know, they were saying 33, 34 trillion. And on this show, we were saying we're probably looking 35, 36 on the low side. We're about to crest 33 trillion. So we've gone, when that was passed, I think it was at 31.1 trillion. We're already going to hit 33 trillion, probably in the next few weeks. Listen to this fact we went over 1 trillion during the Obama administration. That's how fast we're going down this mountain. Right. 1 trillion in 250 years. And a few years later, we're at thirty trillion. Yep. Wow, that's unsustainable. I hate to use their words. Yeah. 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 I mean, honestly, <laughs> the reason why they're doing this is because they got rid of public hangings. Um, there's no accountability in D.C. anymore for this. Well, so wait, well, you look at the them? Wayne. Du- you look at the Wayne Dupree show, Wayne. And we're we're better dressed in the United States Senate now. <laughs> you know what? That's some bull crap on that. Is. Oh my that's god! Bull crap, just because of just one dude, and that's now, not even a real guy. That's an imposter. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah, I mean, Fetterman shows up. You know, I mean, I look. I saw I saw him walking those little brick uh, hallways of the Senate underneath, and he's wearing his uh, 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 sweatsuit. Uh, shirt and his shorts i'm like dude you're in a senate you can't do that and then i now all of a sudden oh well we've thrown the soup thing out there oh man so i mean i guess i guess people can now go up there dress as women and stripper uh oh that's um, next right that's next that's ridiculous man for those who didn't hear this weekend chuck schumer instructed the the house whatever his job title is that enforces the dress code to not enforce the dress code so john fetterman is going to show up on the senate floor with a hoodie and jorts now i wear a hoodie and jorts around my house because i dressed in a suit and tie in the corporate world for a lot of years but i'm not on the senate floor if i'm on the senate floor man you're getting a tie and suit jacket hell if i go on the senate floor huh i said if i go on the senate floor i'm gonna have a suit and tie on right can you imagine if he shows up with uh, with a sweat, uh, with a hoodie, he did. and some shorts on the Senate floor. I didn't see that. Right. You will. <laughs> he did. He was at a hearing with a hoodie on. Did you Did you guys see the film of right. him going to the UAW strike? You mean his body double? 
I'm saying, was he driving in that video? Yeah. Because I heard a thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, that. yeah, 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 he was, yeah. How do you do yeah. that? that? That's not him. You don't oh, yeah. get to drive with, after you had a stroke like that. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, this, this, this country, man. Yeah, there's a lot of great pitcher montages online about the many faces of John Fetterman, where if you look like his bone structure changes, and these are all in the last like 12 month pitchers. I, like they're not even good. They they don't have the same tattoos. Right. You know, I saw a video of him. A buddy of mine made a jerk out of me because I thought it was him. And he sent me all this evidence. It's like, no, man, where's the tattoo? And I will say one of the tattoos has been tattoo stories has been debunked where somebody doctored the video to remove the tattoo. See, that's that AI. Yeah. You know, right. we're never going to know truth again. Right. That's well, I said that. I said that. I mean, look, when, when um, CNN was coming out with all those, uh, um, uh, uh, well, we, uh, we have, uh, uh, we have audio of Donald Trump. I was like, with this AI stuff, mm-mm, mm-mm. not anymore. Right. Not anymore. You, I mean, you can't, you can't trust that stuff now. You can't wait till, um, the, fake, wait till the fake sex tapes start. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, and it's I, funny, like you can't trust the government, you can't trust the media, and these guys have the best technology in the world to create any image or any yeah, any uh, yeah. videos. It's crazy. I think, I think uh, that you, uh, the Fetterman uh, UAW. Uh, uh, Thing that y'all are talking John about. John Fetterman from Pennsylvania, a senator from Pennsylvania. Yeah, you you know, work with him in D.C. Drove all the way from Pittsburgh yeah, yeah. because we're a union town here, too. Okay. As well, it's just an honor to be here. Yeah. Oh, wow. Like I always stand for the union way of life. I live across the street, you know, from a steel mill and the steel workers, you know, and I came from Pittsburgh because I it's a union town as well. I always stand for a union. Damn. That looks like him. That's him. That yeah, that's him. That's him. I mean that queen, uh, you know. He got the queen. voice down too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's him. That's him. Boy, what do you guys think of the auto workers request, by the way? I think they need they need to strike. Uh, that's the first time I'm gonna stand with the union in a long time. That's what, about EVs. You you are standing no, we're standing with the union workers. We're yeah. not standing with the, the union right. head. Right, right, I, right. I was I was watching an interview. Where I think it was a woman CEO or a woman, she she was at the top. She making thirty two million dollars a year. Oh, I know. Thirty two million dollars a year. And you know the thing is to, to all our union brothers out there, you guys get screwed every time. Yeah, yeah. They give you guys they give you guys concessions that you're never going to see. They give you concessions for your retirement or your health care. They never pay you. They never give you money. In your salary, very little. Those freaking union guys are cleaning up at your expense. Yeah. Yeah. That I mean, I was like, I was like, I, her, her name is Mary Barrera. Uh, yeah, Barrera. And she actually, uh, she justified, she justified her $32 million. Uh, I mean, and, and, and the way, and the way she did it, as a matter of fact, I got it. I got it. I'm, I'm downloading it right now because when I heard her, look, I ain't one to, I'm not, I know right and I know wrong. Okay. I know right and I know wrong, but I swear she tried to do a Jedi mind trick on me that almost had me saying, well, you know, what? maybe she right, <laughs> but she's not right. 
Okay, she's not right. But the way that she was explaining it, I was like, dang, okay. Well, you know, if you carry the one and subtract 12, <laughs> okay, well, maybe. The union is demanding, asking for a 40% wage increase over four years. They're asking for that in part because they say CEOs like yourself, uh, leading the big three, are making those kind of pay increases over the course of the last four years. You've seen a 34% pay increase in your salary. You make almost $30 million. Why should your workers not get the same type of pay increases that you're getting leading the company? Well, if you look at uh, compensation, my compensation, 92% of it is based on performance of the company. I think one of the strong aspects of the way our compensation for our represented employees is designed is not only do, are we putting a 20% increase on the table, we have profit sharing. So when the company does well, everyone does well. And for the last several years, that's resulted in record profit sharing for our represented employees. And I think you have to look at the whole uh, compensation package, not only 20% increase in gross wage, but also uh, the profit sharing aspect of it, world-class health care, and there's several other features. So we think we have a very competitive offer on the table, and that's why we want to get back there and get this done. But if you're getting a 34% pay increase over four years, and you're offering 20% to employees right now, do you think that's fair? Well, I think when you look at the overall the overall structure and, and the fact that 92% is based on performance and you look at uh, what we've been doing of sharing in the profitability when the company does well, I think uh, we've got a very compelling offer on the table. And that's the focus I have right now. Ladies and gentlemen, if you would have the same view that I have looking at my boys, watch her give that explanation that's the same look that i had i was like uh okay well all right but it still don't does it make see, sense no, see they should fire her she should be good because she's the she's the genius that's ushering in these evs to gm okay she's so destroy gm so yeah. i i want to break this down a little bit because we're <laughs> laughing and we're mad but we're laughing and mad at the wrong people yeah, yeah. This lady came in and the federal government wants to push through this EV agenda, which every automaker and their board of directors should be fighting against. They should yeah. say, This is stupid. Nobody's going to buy these freaking cars. We're not going to do it. The government is bribing the companies by giving them all kinds of financial incentives to not fight back. If it was just free market none of these folks will be building electric cars no, but this is the called government, oligarchy oligarchy is what this is There's oligarchy a definition is. For it. Mm -hmm. but this lady was smart i'm gonna give her credit she said all this government money is gonna come in as long as i support this ev bullshit mm -hmm. and so i instead of taking a salary i'm gonna take a percent a percent right but they left, uh, they left the last the last sentence they left off I'm going to take a percent of this salary and I'm going to ruin GM and none of you are going to have one. Right. Mm -hmm. So right mm -hmm. now, everybody's mad. Like, oh, we should give, I'll be honest. If they give the auto workers a 40% raise and work in 32 hours, that's going to speed up the bankruptcy of these companies. But the only, they got the money from the federal government, from the green new deal, from the inflation reduction act, from all these things. COVID. And, right. From COVID and the corporate executives are supporting it. Because 
they they said, well, hey, I'm paid on performance. If you're going to give my company billions of dollars, I'm going to get a big paycheck. So I'm not going to fight back against this stuff. I'm not going to tell my company we're not going to build electric cars because the government's funneling all this money to me in all this in this ridiculous legislation. So we're mad and we have every right to be mad. But this lady was just smart. The government's going to give us billions of dollars. Yeah, that's I why I was like, I was like, that. right. That's why when I was listening to her, I was like, I mean, I, I can see why she's doing it. Okay. And all right. It, all day. And she's, but she it really something. doesn't make it right about what's happening. You know what I'm saying? This is what happens with the woke culture. Right. When, when money is your God, you do stupid things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's exactly where we are right now. A hundred years ago, that CEO would have been more concerned with GM's legacy and right. their future yeah, than yeah, those yeah. couple bucks. Yeah. America they, no, GM they just, should have turned down yeah. the government money and said, yeah. we're going to not build all these electric cars. But Let GM me, took the money and yeah. all those board members and all those senior executives got those big paychecks. They're having these meetings where they're sitting around the table going like, what's our next electric vehicle promotion? Meanwhile, they're rotting on the lots. Nobody's buying them. Nobody mm-hmm. wants them. They're losing a shit ton of money. Dealers are refusing shipment. Right. Let me um, let me uh, give you, before we leave, let me give you a, a, a brief uh Video of um, Feeble Joe. Is everyone here? That's a dumb question because you're not here. How would you know you weren't here? I want to reiterate that appreciation today. I also convened my entire cabinet as part of a whole of government response. And that response is to increase the number and intensity of the extreme weather events and be wary we're going to be use all the resources available to the government to do it. <laughs> My favorite part of the video is the sign language person. <laughs> if you go back and watch it, they're looking heard, like, the hell is he talking about? <laughs> I heard somebody say that the, the hurricanes and the storms that happened in the last couple of years are more focused than they've ever seen them. And there you got him saying the full force of the U.S. government is going to make these storms as intense as we can. It's like, damn, are they really doing it? These Heart machine. These people are diabolical, man. I never, look, and you know how how we say um, when uh, your eyes are open to something and, you know, you'll never, man, when when I first heard about the heart machine, I never forgot it. I never forgot it. And then when I learned what they were doing over there in China, uh, we're messing with the clouds. Uh, they turned on that snow thing, at, uh, and they got more than what they reckoned for that year. But um, you know, they, you know, people, th- th- these people are so bored. <laughs> Instead of getting closer to God, they're trying to become God. So I mean, it's you know, with the a- with the AI, uh, with, with social media, with the China coming up with these brain. Uh, Warfare type of stuff. Yeah, I mean, they're trying to become gods, and the problem is the job is already taken. The job is already taken. Uh, tomorrow, you know what? Tomorrow, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out there, and uh, I'm gonna ask my boys. Don't say anything until tomorrow. I, I want y'all to think about this. But I was thinking about it when I was driving yesterday. Uh, do you think the left? has won 
in a way that um I'll just say it. Do you think the left has won by bringing the right down to its level? That'll be a fun topic for tomorrow. Think about that. Do you think the left is has won by bringing the right side of politics down to its level instead of vice versa? Uh, I, there's a whole lot of examples that I could throw out, and I will tomorrow. It's just that I just want to see what y'all have to think about it, what y- y'all have to say about it. Uh, because, you know, I continuously think about the Tea Party days, and I can, and I look at where, and I look at where we are now. And sometimes I, I just don't think, and believe me, I'm not even getting to the argument. I'm not getting to the discussion of tomorrow. I'm just letting you know where this is coming from. It's like uh, um, the the lines of right and wrong are so blurred on both sides that it's almost become lawless. Seriously, it's it's almost become lawless. And once you do now, Trump, when Trump was in office, Trump's thing was like law and order, law and order. We got to make it law and order. But somewhere along the line, and I ain't even talking about him, but somewhere along the line, the lines underneath locally uh, uh, through states and whatnot, the lines have become so blurred that innocent people are getting in trouble and guilty people are going free and the guilty people are being defended and the innocent people are being ridiculed. The truth is being slammed. Lies are being held in high regard. And that, that's my question. So y'all think about that. Y'all think about that tomorrow. We're going to talk about that. It'll just be us anyway. So uh, it'll be back to us for the next couple of days. Uh, so, yeah. All right. With that said, let me go to our final thoughts here on the Wayne Dupree Show. Uh, Muslim, Muslim, uh, Muslim Rob, what's up? Go. <laughs> Muslim soda man. <laughs> I got to say, folks, uh, <laughs> what this, I just got to give a shout out, and I did it earlier in the show. Representative Matt Gates, you are doing God's work. You have had in, in that House meeting when they were voting for McCarthy, and he was the only one to stand up and say, hell no. And all those guys were coming at him like I thought he had balls of steel. And if you look at what he's doing now, standing up, even against guys like Chip Soy and Byron Donalds saying, no, no, no. We drew the line in the sand. We're going to hold the line. That's what we need. And so Representative Matt Gates. like Chip Roy, Chip Soy. Yeah, Chip Soy. But but I just have to say that's the courage we need. And and we had Tommy Tuberville on last week. He's showing the same courage. Thank you, gentlemen, for what you're doing. All right, ladies and gentlemen, just realized that uh, I hate to say this, but Washington is not going to get us out of our problem. No, we have not. to get ourselves out of our problem. Don't have too much faith in these people. Uh, there's some good ones, but they're not going to save us. There's too many bad ones. Uh, mm-hmm. Say a prayer. You know, and that's why, and that's why I said last week, they aren't leaders. Once you get that out of your your head, they're not leaders. No, they're representatives, but they're not leaders. 
they're we voted them in it to be represent to represent us not lead us and that's what a whole lot of people they get to dc and they're like we're in charge no you're not in charge you're there to to make things work better for us down here but you're not in charge we're in charge that's why you got that job that you have in washington dc that's a problem though we're not in charge well we'll talk about that tomorrow yeah okay okay chief (laughs) 